0: This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast, and the State of the Saints Podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. Over two million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscape Engineering Team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower. what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones the host of the state of the saints podcast thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints on this edition we're going to be talking about saints training camp and it being the first day that the team has put on pads that's right today was the first day of padded practice for the black and gold and there are so many storylines uh that we can talk about we're also going to be discussing alvin Kamara, uh las vegas pushing uh his court date back two months but of course i want to say thank you to everybody that's here right now uh shout out to everybody that has uh hit me up uh on social media i I put a tweet out i know there was a lot going on this past weekend when it comes to the saints uh but uh this past weekend uh my son uh, paxton he tested positive for covid uh so Uh, I have been occupied uh, taking care of him and also, man, just trying to make sure that I I keep my head above water uh, as well. So thank you to everybody that has, uh, you know, tweeted, that has reached out, uh, you know, asked about uh, my son. He's doing fine. Uh, Of course, he has to stay at home for five days. Uh, He won't be able to go to daycare Uh, as well as myself, man. I have to stay at home as well, you know, (laughs) like because, you know, got to make sure that um, I'm being safe. Uh, as well, and so is is my wife. But thank you all so much. I want to say that uh, I ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast and all of the, the content that we have here. We're going into year number five for all of those that are new to the channel, and hopefully, uh, by the end of this podcast, uh, it won't be your last. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about some of the bigger storylines uh, that came out of Saints Camp on today for the first padded practice. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me, I mean, is It's Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo has really approached uh, camp very differently. Uh, He was good last year when he was a rookie uh, coming out of Stanford, and uh, he lived up. uh, I don't even say lived up. He exceeded expectations. I mean, you look at a guy who was a third-round pick, uh, then play uh, because the Pac-12 suspended their season. And, you know, by the time they decided to try to uh, have a season, you know, Paulson Adebo decided – that he was just going to go ahead and sit out. So to me, it was a little bit of a punishment by the NFL for him sitting out. But, you know, uh, another man's trash, and I'm not calling him trash, but that's just the old saying goes, another one man trash is another man's treasure. uh The Saints drafted Paulson Debo in the third round. But if you've been following Paulson Debo and if you've been following the State of the Saints podcast, I have said this on countless occasions. The dude is a third round pick but he has first round talent. The Saints would not have had Paulson Debo on his team because he probably would have been in the top 15 if he would have finished uh, his season at Stanford instead of sitting out. Okay, so the Saints finding him in the third round uh, was a great find. And, and you got to give credit uh, to the scouting team, Jeff Ireland, who has done an outstanding job at finding guys late in rounds uh, to, to contribute to this team. You think about Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was a third-round pick. Paulson Adebo, a third-round pick. You have Trey Hendrickson. You know, what I'm saying, like you have guys who have, in years past, have been drafted in the third round and has really, uh, did some great things. I mean, Trey Hendrickson uh, got paid in Cincinnati and he was among the leader in sacks last season. So Jeff Ireland, the Saints coaching staff, has done a really good job finding those diamonds in the rough late in rounds. You know, rounds where teams are like ah, i'm not sure we'll just put them out there and see what happens uh, paulson adebo has always had range he has the size to me like a, a xavier rhodes uh some of you probably know xavier rhodes is uh he was a, a really good cornerback a couple of years back a uh, borderline all pro if he wasn't all pro he has that same size uh also paulson adebo uh he used to play wide receiver uh you know i think that's helpful to him you know his instincts to be able to locate the ball to try to you know locate where the ball is also try to drive on the ball you know it has been times where uh we seen him make really good plays uh one play in particular uh, i know people was talking about maybe it was a little bit of luck but it was a play versus chris olave today and uh if you have ever played cornerback or you ever played secondary you know uh or if you ever wore one of these you know this as well uh some people were saying that was a little bit of luck but to me it just shows you how smart this dude actually is uh, Chris Olave is one of those wide receivers that wear a visor. Uh, those visors are mirrors, right? It, sh- it not only just shields the sun for wide receivers, but it also is a mirror. So if a wide receiver looks back, you can actually see the ball coming down at the wide receiver. So that gives you time to turn around to know where the ball is without actually causing a penalty. I mean, if you I mean, it's like one of those uh, old little tricks. That's why it's kind of you know, a benefit if you're a cornerback, if you're a smart cornerback, uh, to actually use that particular equipment against some of these wide receivers. So I, I don't think that it was luck at all. It just shows you how smart this guy is. Uh, I said when I heard Paulson Adebo's first press conference as a rookie, when he was breaking down game film, when he was talking about offensive tendencies and what the defense is asking him to do. I think he was maybe one or two uh, camps in. It it just tells me everything I needed to know about the guy, how smart he is, how talented he is. And the Saints are lucky to have him. Uh, It's no coincidence. Uh, I really, and I'm standing here, well, I'm sitting here today, and I'm saying this with my whole chest. Uh, Paulson Adebo is, without a doubt, uh, the surefire number two of this team. And I just feel like he's only going to get better And it might come a time, I'm saying it might, it might come a time where we're asking a question and I mean, no disrespect, but we're probably going to be asking a question. Who's the better cornerback out of Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson the Debo? I'm serious. Like this guy is everything. It's advertised. And I I think that the person that he plays closest to as far as his talent uh, to me is Richard Sherman. And I think that (laughs) it's no coincidence that they went to the same school And honestly, they kind of followed the same path because if you follow uh, Richard Sherman, he was a wide receiver as well that converted to being a cornerback. So that talent, that ability, that skill set is helping him on the defensive side of the ball. So very smart guy, very talented guy. And uh, it's good to know that he's doing all the little things that you want to hear about and see uh, from a player, staying after practice, being able to put some extra reps in, uh, bringing, uh, guys like wide receivers out there to do one-on-one matchups, uh, behind the scenes. That is what you want, uh, from a player. Uh, but before I move on to the comments, I want to just talk a little bit about, or I just want to show this clip rather. Uh, this was a clip last year. It was right after the Saints' week one game versus the green Bay Packers. And I had the pleasure of having uh JD John DeShazer on the show. And we talked a little bit about Paulson Adebo and some of the things that we saw, after that game and also what we see in the training camp but this is uh from jd check it out
1: what we saw sunday was exactly what paulson the De was in training camp in the preseason the exact same thing the dude makes plays and he makes plays on the ball and he he covers people and he shuts people down i mean it's you know he's got some talent and i and, you know i i i won't i won't name names but i i asked a, a guy who who would know i said you know i said it's Is 29 ready to start? I mean, we we keep seeing him making these plays. I said, is he ready to start? And like the guy, he said, you know, I don't know if he's ready to start, but, man, it's going to be hard to keep him. You know, it's going to be hard to keep him down if he's playing like that. He's going to be in the rotation. Well, you know, now he finds out he's got to start. Not only does he have to start, he's got to start against Green Bay. Right. And it just doesn't look too big for him. We talked to his college coach, David Shaw, from Stanford. And David Shaw said, you know, couple of years ago he was like paulson debo was the best cover corner in america and you know he was just playing here and and guess not a lot of people saw him but that dude looks like i mean he's big he's physical and he's not
0: afraid of anybody i mean as you can see uh john DeShazer was uh, speaking very highly on paulson debo and that was last year and i know some people probably uh had some reservations about paulson debo um I know that that Atlanta Falcon game when uh, he gave up that big play versus Cordell Patterson, and people were like, oh, man, he sucked. Because we all know that uh, not all Saints fans, but some Saints fans, uh, for for some apparent reason, uh, their emotions get the best of them, and uh, sometimes uh, their emotions uh, makes their opinions waver from play to play. Uh, But I I said this at the beginning when I saw him. I said, you know, as a rookie, he's going to give up some plays. I said, but eventually he's going to turn out being a very solid corner. And as you can see towards the end of the season, uh, you start to see him play better. And it kind of translated to the very last game. Would have been interesting to see if the Saints would have made the playoffs, what type of performance he would have put uh, together. Uh, but the very last game we saw him as a starting cornerback probably was his best game in the Saints uniform. So um, I'm excited to see what Paulson Adebo can do. Hopefully, you know, the battle of attrition, uh, he wins that. And uh, we can be talking about him uh, helping the New Orleans Saints uh, win some football games uh, going uh, forward. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, read some of your comments. Thank you all so much. Uh, as my son trying to get into the door, uh, I apologize for that. Uh, he, you know, every time he hears me, he wants to come in and be a part of the show. I have to lock the door this time. Um, yeah, I met My co-host uh, today, a little bit under the weather. So uh, we're probably I'm pretty sure he's going to make a cameo sooner rather than later Uh, but let's go ahead and read some of these comments I start with Trey Uh, he says uh, best cornerback duo in NFC South uh, by far well let's make sure that we can put a couple games together before we start to draw this conclusion Um, I'm excited to see what Paulson Adebo can do as a cornerback uh, pick up where he left off last season towards the end Uh, but I would like to see this thing be put together I think sometimes uh, when I'm watching Uh, some of the video footage uh, Shouts out to all the people on the ground, the Nick Underhills, the Ross Jacksons, uh, the boot crew. uh, So many people that uh, are working tirelessly uh, giving us content that we can share with one another. I think that sometimes we get a little bit, uh, man, we get too emotional about some of the things that we see. We might see a pass breakup. We might see an interception in camp. uh, But, you know, I'm not concerned about that uh, today uh, if you're listening to this live on a Monday, uh, the defense got the best of the offense. And I know some people may be concerned about that, but I'm not because we all hear the saying iron sharpens iron. Uh, the Saints' defense is the best, right? They're, they're the best of the two sides of the ball, right? They're better than the offense. Uh, it's, it's been a while, uh, been probably a long time. and You probably have to go back to the hassler days. The last time the defense was better than the offense, but it's good to see because here's the thing. Uh when you got some of the best uh going up against rookies like Chris Olave, uh you got them going up against Mike T. You got uh Jarvis Landry out there, you got Callaway, and these guys finally start making plays. Uh that, that's gonna show you that these guys can make plays uh versus some of these other defenses because uh there are very few defenses out there that are better than the New Orleans Saints. And when you have an opportunity to go up against elite competition, guys that know what they're doing, uh coaches that really work really hard to make sure that their side of the ball is the best, the creme de la creme. Uh, it, it's going to be great when the offense finally puts it all together. So I don't think that people need to be concerned if you see, you know, a pass break up or so you see a defensive player jump in front of a pass. Uh That just shows you how good this defense is and where this offense needs to be. So uh I know every time a video come out, he suck, man, why we got him, man, why would you throw that? i mean give me a freaking break man like <laughs> you know it's practice and uh i know sometimes you know the, these videos we 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 let them get the best of us but let's just calm down uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what a Debo can do along with Lattimore, and hopefully once again a battle of attrition they both uh win that battle um gary says michael thomas uh shut jeff duncan down and up yeah look man it seems like everybody has a problem with jeff duncan uh I, I look, I, I don't know Jeff Duncan like that. He's been on the show. Uh I, I don't have any type of opinion about him. Uh that's just me. You know, so I'm not just saying that, you know, because he's been here or I, I want him back. You know, I mean if I had an opinion about him, I would say it. Uh it just seems like to me, like everybody has a problem with him. Seems like Mike T definitely had a problem with him. And uh, you know, I, I think I heard, you know, he had a podcast or a show and you know, they were kind of talking about it. You can kind of tell like Look, I've been in broadcasting for a very long time. And I know when things get to a person, the way that they react, uh, the way that they deliver things, and uh you can tell it kind of got to them. Uh, you know, because you know, when a player calls you out, you know, it, it kind of, you know, kind of affects your reputation, to be honest with you, you know, because when he did call out uh Jeff Duncan, you know, you had a lot of members of the Who That Nation, you know, they kind of they kind of chimed in and said some things. So that could affect a person's you know reputation or you know what i'm saying it could affect a person's bottom line like if you're like a, a freelance reporter and people are counting on you to give them content and all of a sudden like uh some of the people that you're putting content out about dismisses that uh it, it can take a hit but i mean jeff duncan has been doing it for a long time uh he a big boy and i'm pretty sure he didn't hurt worse definitely uh covering the saints uh during a time when the saints weren't very good so i'm pretty sure uh, some of the things that he said about the team, some of these players that in years past probably had something to say about him. So he's a big boy. He'll, he'll be all right. Uh, back to Black and Gold says, first round talent going in the third. Uh, them Saints stay with the gold nuggets. Yeah, that, that goes to show you uh, how good a, a coaching staff actually is. It, it shows you how well the Saints scout players. And uh, just because Paulson Adebo didn't play, that probably was a deal breaker to some Uh, football organizations right oh man you know they probably question his toughness they probably question why he didn't play uh you know the reason why he didn't play he could have played if he wanted to and you know guys start to like second guess that but the Saints didn't hold that against them and because of that uh it's paying dividends it's paying dividends for the Saints it's paying dividends for the career Paulson Adebo so hopefully uh you know the Saints can cash in and so can Paulson Adebo uh, down the line you know when his contract is up for extension maybe he can cash in based on his performance and the new orleans saints can get some production out of him uh, for years to come so i'm looking forward to that thank you back to black and gold appreciate that i'm going down a little bit uh can't interview mike uh jeff <laughs> seems that way right seems like he can't interview him but i mean michael thomas don't really do interviews anyway that's just not his style which i mean i, I understand He doesn't owe anything to me or anybody else. Uh, What we want from Michael Thomas is to go out there and perform. You know, I'm not really big on, oh, I wonder what he has to say about this situation. I don't care, you know, if he uh, takes it upon himself to uh, expound on how he's feeling about uh, something, a certain situation. I'm listening. I'm all ears, just like any other fan, just like any other uh, reporter. Uh, But, you know, if he doesn't have anything to say, I'd rather uh, his his game do the talking. Uh, Michael Thomas has been, out of football for almost two years i'm um, pretty sure he has a ginormous chip on his shoulder and he's chomping at the bit to go out there and play um i don't care about watching him in practice uh doing slant routes i, I don't care about out routes I, I i care about michael thomas in the regular season will he be able to hold up will he be able to be as advertised will he be the same player uh he was in 2019 where he led the league in receptions and uh yards um being the offensive player of the year will he be that guy I don't care about him standing in front of the uh, tarp of the New Orleans Saints and answering questions from the media because that's not going to win you or lose you games. Uh, it gives you dialogue, of course, it gives me dialogue as, as, a, as a content creator and as a writer. Uh, but at the same time, he doesn't owe me anything. Uh, he doesn't owe you anything, um, which leads me to my next point. Um, I want to talk about I hear people criticizing Tyron Matthew uh, talking about he scrubbed his uh, social media. Of uh New Orleans Saints content. Uh people are wondering what that's all about. Look, man, um, there's some things bigger than football. Uh, I know that we act like football is the is all and be all of life, but it's not. Uh, of course, we want the Saints to win, uh, but the man is going through personal matters, and I respect that. Uh, whatever happens, uh, you know, it happens. You know, that's his decision, that's up to him and his family. And I, I don't understand why people are going at uh this dude and talking about what's going on with that. And Look, winning is is important. Of course, we want to feel good. Of course, we know the emotions that come with the Saints winning. But there's some things bigger than football. Uh, Hopefully, some things are bigger than football in your life. And if you have, if it's not, then keep living. I guarantee you, it will be. Uh, You know, when I I was single, I didn't have a wife, I didn't have a son. Uh, You know, I was able to go out here and some of the things that wasn't really that important seemed like it was the most important thing in the world to me. But that changed you know when I, I held that five pound three ounce baby on uh may 19 of 2019 and you know I'm saying when i took those vows when i married my wife on the beach in myrtle beach it changed right so for all the people out there that's criticizing uh tire matthew uh, saying anything about him and talking about you need to report uh keep living i guarantee you you're gonna realize that football isn't the biggest thing in the world okay we all want Tyre matthew to be a part of this team but he needs to be uh, where he needs to be mentally in order for him to be the best Tyron Matthew we want him to be. So I feel like he needs to take as long as he had take as long as he can in order for him to get his mind right and make sure that he's right with his family. Uh, let's throw down a little bit more, folks. Uh, thank you all so much for being here. 138 people here. Uh, if you have not already, I asked I ask that you hit the like button. That's all I ask, you know, I ask for donations. If you donate to the show, I would appreciate that. But all i ask that you hit the like button on your way in and subscribe uh, if you uh, enjoy the content. Uh, David Jones says the Debo did give up some big plays, but I feel like uh, Williams should have been uh, shading towards uh, his way when Lattimore was locking it down. Um, look, I feel this way right here. Like, I think that we are very, very critical of cornerback play. Right. We if the guy not Revis, if he's not Deion Sanders and he's not neutralizing and shutting down the field every single time, we just automatically just think that this dude is trash. Um, I'm not disrespecting anybody, but I can sometimes tell people that have not played the game of football. No, I'm I'm serious. Like no disrespect. And I'm not saying that to David, but I can tell sometimes when people never played game, never uh, been physical, never been out there. Uh, If you're a wide receiver, you get paid a lot of money to catch the ball. And sometimes you can have the best coverage in the world, but there's, you know, there are wide receivers out there. You can give them blanket coverage and they'll still come out down with the football. That just happens sometimes. Uh, Anybody that don't believe that Cordell Patterson is a special player just because he plays for the Atlanta Falcons and we hate them. Then you're sadly mistaken. If you think that Christian McCaffrey is not a special player because he plays for our rival, then you're sadly mistaken. These guys get paid a lot of money to catch these passes and I don't think that a cornerback's play is conditional. If a guy's neutralizing the field 80 or 85% of the time and he gives up 15, uh 15% of the play sometimes, that doesn't mean that he's a terrible cornerback. There's only a few Jalen Ramseys in the world, there's only a few Darrell Reeves's in the world, there are only a few Deion Sanders. Well, in my opinion, there'll never be there, has never been another Deion Sanders. There are very few guys that can neutralize a field and shut down the field to a point where it just without uh saying that they're the best cornerback and sometimes i feel like i critique when it comes to the cornerback positions are unfair uh i just think that if a guy shutting the uh, field down first down second down then all of a sudden it's third and five and a wide and a wide receiver catch the ball on them all of a sudden we up here throwing stuff at our tv and talking about the dude not good look i just look at analytics i look at how many times this guy gets beat more times than not and uh if you've been watching paulson adebo uh it just comes with the territory it comes with the territory. When you're young and you're inexperienced and you're coming from the college ranks and you're probably the best player and you're big fish in a little pine and you're probably the best player not only just on your team but probably in your entire conference, and then you come to the NFL when everybody's good, of course that's going to be a little bit of a culture shock and a change and an adjustment that you have to make. And um, I, I just don't look at a guy coming in and he somebody catches a deep pass on him all of a sudden he sucks. No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, if you look at a guy's entire body of work, you'll see, right? And, um, and I, I encourage or I ask anybody, I challenge you to please tell me, uh, what, name a name a cornerback that's just shutting it down like that where you've never seen a wide receiver make a play on him. If you say Jalen Ramsey, I can I can uh, show you to the Super Bowl when Jamar Chase caught a pass on him. Uh, I can show you what the divisional round of the playoffs when Tom Brady do the pass to Mike Evans on Jalen Ramsey. So even the best get beat, you know what I'm saying? So what do you think about the guys that are not considered some of the elite? Of course, they're going to get beat, but that doesn't mean that there's not a place for them in the National Football League. Once again, no disrespect to anybody out there, but sometimes I feel like the way that we critique the cornerback position is completely unfair. Uh, We don't really give these guys their flowers or give these guys their praise when they're out there neutralizing the field. But, of course, if the game on the line and somebody throws a pass down the field in desperation time and a wide receiver comes down with it, all of a sudden we need to think about trading or, or cutting a guy. Like, I, I don't feel that way, okay? Uh, I just feel like that's emotion. Uh, sometimes I just feel like sometimes we have to deplug ourselves from the situation and we allow logic to, to sink in because uh, it, it takes us uh, some time, especially after a Saints loss or a very uh, tough game in order for us to really Uh, put logic together for us to understand the team really gave it their all rather than win or lose the game Um, so thank you thank you uh, for the comment man no and once again no disrespect and I'm not saying that towards uh, you as far as uh, some people not knowing the game but there are people that uh, emotions kind of waver you know it's like stock market up and down uh, you know calm down and then you know allow logic to sink in and I guarantee you uh, you'll probably feel differently if you look at a person's. Whole body of work. Uh the Facebook user, I apologize, it's only saying Facebook user, but it says Debo is straight, Debo and players uh and showing his toughness. Man's going to be better than Lattimore, I feel like. Well, look, right now, as of right now, Marshawn Lattimore is the best cornerback on the Saints team. And in my humble opinion, I feel like he's the best cornerback the Saints have ever had. Um, I haven't I haven't seen uh a cornerback that can just shut down the field the way that he does going up against some of the elite of the elite. Um, I think that he he had his best season as a pro, and that's saying something for a guy who won defensive rookie of the year. Uh, But I think that he is the best. Uh, Does not mean uh, that Adebo can't catch him. It doesn't mean that uh, if Adebo put together some solid years or some some really good uh, campaigns that he won't be in that number, no pun intended. (laughs) Uh, But as of right now, uh, Lattimore is the best cornerback on the team. Uh, I feel like anybody that's going to put you know, uh, Debo in, in front of Lattimore right now uh, would be just prisoner of moment. And I know you're saying that he eventually may become that, uh, but he isn't right now. Uh, Lattimore, to me, is still the best, uh, but it's good to see. Um, how many years have we wanted to see a solid uh, number two cornerback emerge? Uh, we knew that Lattimore uh, was the guy, right? When he was missing, we we knew something was missing. But to, it's good to see that you can have a guy that can go out there and that can play man press coverage and do a really good job and also be able to come down with the ball and make plays as well. So it's good. It's a good problem to have. It's a good uh, discussion that you're even thinking about this being the, the future uh, It's a plus uh, one for the coaching staff for selecting these guys. And uh, number two, a testament to how both guys uh, are emerging as pros. So uh, thank you. Uh, We need to find Brian Pearson 20K for talking about Watson. Um, Look, I don't know exactly what's been said about Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know exactly what was said about him, but I will say this. Um, You know, I'm I'm not getting into that debate about all six games isn't enough because here's the reality. Um, It could have been a whole season, people would have got mad. Could have been eight games, people would have got mad. Could have been 10, people would have got mad. Look, there there was no verdict or no decision that would have made anybody or everybody just feel like, oh, it was the right thing to do. You have individuals out here that feel like Deshaun Washington should never play the game of football again. Uh, Some people feel like, if you're probably a Browns fan, I'm pretty sure, uh, probably feel like six games are enough. Uh, Some people may feel like because, you know, there were, uh, you know, he was found not guilty. Uh, It's not about uh, the court of public opinion. It's about the court of law and the court of law said that you know they found uh no foul play all right so some people fall into that what i'm saying is um look it's very important that we acknowledge that sexual assault you know is out here right uh, one of one of uh, uh, our legendary uh, rappers a mystical uh just got arrested uh, for the same situation uh you spend time in prison uh because of sexual assault right um we know it's important, right? The whole times of Me Too movement uh, has been taken by storm, taken the world by storm since 2016, and uh, we really have been uh, talking about women's rights and uh, you know how you know I'm saying we should conduct ourselves when it comes to going out on dates with women, uh, respecting their spaces and stuff like that. Uh, it's not my place uh, to say what the NFL should have done. I just know that uh, regardless to what happened somebody wasn't going to be satisfied. Um, Deshaun Watson uh went to court. Uh he was found not, not guilty. So I know this isn't the most popular thing to say, but um if you were to suspend this dude for a year, it would basically just be the court of public opinion because the court of law says that they didn't find anything. Now I know, you know, people getting mad and you know, when I when people talk about this stuff and we live in a society today. If people don't feel the same way you do, we're blocking each other. It means you're a sympathizer. You don't love women. You don't respect women. Um, I, I wholeheartedly uh, respect women, uh, but we have to respect the judicial system, too. You know, I know sometimes the judicial system isn't perfect, but the court of public opinion um, would have been the deciding factor if they would have suspended him more than six games. That's all there is to it. Um, uh, that's that's all I got to basically say about this. Now, uh, when it comes to the decision-making of the six games, I feel like that would affect Alvin Kamara and what the NFL uh, is going to do uh, to him, uh, as well as other players that may be facing suspensions. Uh, I think this is a good time to talk about Alvin Kamara. Uh, they're pushing back his court date two months. Uh, the way that it's going to me, uh, I think they're going to end up selling it out in court Uh, pushing it back, it looks like more than likely he'll be able to play the entire season. Now, there's some good as well as some bad because number one, we know that the NFL does not do the New Orleans Saints any favors. So, maybe we can look at this, maybe they're prolonging the inevitable, right? So, if he does go to court two months later and they find him guilty or something, uh, the NFL probably ain't gonna end up suspending him probably two games, maybe four he probably appealed uh, that for two. Uh, when will those two games come? Uh, will they come when the NFC South is on the line, the Saints need to win the last two games? Uh, will it come in the form of the Saints making the playoffs and Alvin Kamara not being able to play unless the Saints, uh, if they make it to the wild card round, if they make it to the division round, uh, we will have Alvin Kamara NFC championship game? You know, I, I look at this as a pro as well as a con. Now, I, me personally, um, looking at this and judging this, uh looking at the fact that Alvin Camaro was at camp instead of in Las Vegas uh, as well as those other players being at their respective camps and not in Las Vegas uh the defendants uh you know uh I don't think the uh the person you know what I'm saying that they beat up I don't think that they were in court so the way I look at it um this might be one of those things where they settle it out in court uh probably get some some you know community service out the deal or something like that a slap on the wrist and it just kind of just goes away uh but uh I, I look at it like, man, what are you doing? Uh is is he not gonna serve a suspension or are we just prolonging inevitable? Hopefully, um, you know, they they come to a conclusion where it just does not affect the team uh that way. You know, if, if he does get suspended and he suspended two games, hopefully it comes like I don't know, in the middle of the season or something like that, where you can kind of weather the storm. But I just feel like if you prolong this and he they they reach a verdict and the NFL decides to suspend him then you know when will those suspension uh games come? Would they come at a very important time for the New Orleans Saints? Or uh, would they come in the middle of the season where, you know, you can probably plug in a Mark Ingram, plug in a Abram Smith, plug in uh, you know, a a or Zigbo if these guys make the team. Like what when would it come? So hopefully it, it don't come, you know, to that. But I think that the way it's going, I don't think he gonna I don't think he gonna get suspended at all. They probably gonna end up pushing it back further and further and further. And then you might end up getting suspended going into the next season, but it'll probably be at the beginning of the season, you know, where the, the season first starts. Mighty Mouse says, what up, TJ? I want to see these people that talk so much about the cornerback position line up with these elite receivers and see if they can shut them down all game. Uh, Probably not going to happen, Mighty Mouse. It's probably not going to happen. Um, like I said, I mean no disrespect, but I just think that, you know, people that have not played the game, uh, and look, you ain't even got to play on a professional level because we never, none of us have. Maybe somebody in a group. I know we have some uh, former NFL player, current NFL players that watch the show. Uh, they, they hit me up, talk about he loved the content. Shouts out to everybody that, that shows love to the state of the Saints. But look, I think it's easier for us to critique certain things uh, from the comfort of our own homes, uh, where it's nice and cozy and the air conditioner is blowing at 70 degrees, you know what I'm saying, for a perfect temperature in the home. For us to critique these guys um if you ever been under certain type of pressure and this includes like i look i'll even minimize it if you ever play like you know basketball on a blacktop or you play basketball in your local gym you know in your local fitness center right y'all playing five on five the game close. uh your job is to kind of you know what I'm saying you know bounce the ball up the court you know what I'm saying the to, product to, to, you know saying pass in order for to win a game or something like that you know dude pressing you or something and you throw the foot you know I mean throw the football but you throw the basketball and get intercepted and do lay it up i mean there are pressure moments that we probably face in life that ain't even remotely close to what these guys deal with but you have to be able to be focused at all times, dialed in at all times and you got to you know what I'm saying like if it's a bad play you got to eliminate that out your mind like that right you just got 40 seconds you know after each play right to come up you know and be better than that last rep that you took and it's easy for us to like critique that right because we're so emotional we're so emotional uh when it comes to uh what we want this team to do right and we don't allow logic to sink in until where it's all said and done right uh we're so overcome with emotion because we want the outcome to be a saint's win and anybody that's prohibiting that sometimes we just unfairly judge those individuals uh, somebody can have a bad game Uh, have you ever seen a guy a homeboy a homegirl that can shoot right in the gym and all of a sudden they can't hit the back of a barn door does that mean that they can't shoot no that just means they have an off date uh, if you play baseball right uh, sometimes you probably had a teammate that can you know I am saying knock all the leather off the ball right but you probably go through a little hitting slump I mean it happens does not mean that's, that's an indication of what that player actually is how many guys have we seen uh, start off a little rough Rather as a basketball career, an NFL career, a baseball career, and then they end up uh, retelling a story about themselves. I think we need to give these guys opportunities to rewrite their stories, and, and I mean, and write their stories rather, and not allow us to write it every single. You know, what I'm saying play by play, right? We're, we're we're writing as if we're writing in Doug's journal. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> like we're just writing down what we see. Okay, he made a play. He didn't make a play. He made a play. Didn't make a play. You know, like that's that's not how you're supposed to critique or analyze the game. In my opinion, uh, I I think that you have to look at the entire totality uh, of the thing, not just what that person did from down to down. I know NFL watching is emotional, but I think we need to be logical as well. Uh, 182 people watching this right now. I ask that you hit the like button if you have not already. I would really appreciate that. Thank you all for being here. Uh, Lattimore is the best right now. I agree with that. I agree with it. You gotta put together, uh, you gotta put together uh some some games, some years in order for you to be in that conversation, not just a, a training camp, not just oh, you know what I'm saying? I just knocked away the ball for Chris Olave or, or Jarvis Landry. Like no, oh, no, nah, nah. you don't solidify yourself in practice like that. You solidify yourself by putting together a, a collage of games, uh playing at a high level before you can have this conversation. Uh whole league. Uh I'm just thinking about the future. Uh, as far as the future, what are we talking about here, Tidra? I apologize. I, I guess you were talking about it towards the top, but I'm kind of strolled down, so elaborate for me. Uh, what's going on with Tyron Matthew? Uh, I have no idea, and once again, I just think that we just should respect this man's wishes. There's some things bigger than football, and uh, the man is dealing with a family issue. Um, I just think that people that's just out here uh, trying to find something wrong or trying to make something more than what it actually is, uh, I feel like that's unfair. Okay. Uh, sometimes we have to prioritize, All right, There's nothing more important, uh, to me and it shouldn't be nothing more important to you than your family, the welfare of your family. Uh, and once again, like for all my young viewers and listeners out there, uh, that probably don't have any type of responsibility. Keep living, right? Uh, football right now is probably the most important thing for, uh, to you because you don't really have much responsibility. Uh, if you're a teenager watching this show, uh, you probably, still, you know, got your mom and daddy probably still ironing your clothes, right? You know, you probably got a little job, but it's not to a point where you just have to go out there and grind and and, and the money that you bring bringing home is to defi- decide, in fact, if the lights and the water come on. Keep living, right? Um, I understand that everybody wants Tyron Matthew to play. I understand what Tyron Matthew can bring to the field. I understand his knowledge, his ability. But once again, uh, the man is dealing with a family issue, and I think we as Saints fans need to respect that. And if you you can't respect that, then I would say maybe you need to uh maybe you need to do some reflection on your own self and and think about what's really important. I mean, we love football, and of course the Saints winning games are important. But man, not to a, well, a guy supposed to leave home if he's dealing with something that's very serious in order for us to see him in practice clothes, so we can so we can be like, man, you seen what Tyre Matthew did? And I'm good on that. Uh, I thought uh, he was going to get eight games uh I, I think that a lot of people thought that but um what can you do like what can you do if you go to court because that's the only thing they would have said and you have to understand that the NFL would have set themselves up for a lawsuit right you, you can't suspend a guy like that if if he was found not guilty just because you know er, people on Twitter got something to say now I understand that we got our followers and we get them likes and we get them retweets and all of a sudden, we just feel like everybody care about what we have to say, but uh, that's just not the way society need, you know. roles, right? Uh, Twitter is not real life, right? You can make, you, we can talk about that, and I understand that people want to possess that type of power, uh, but at the same time, what can you do uh, if a guy is found not guilty? You can't just suspend a guy for an entire year for what you think that he did. I mean, or what you believe that he did, or what it looked like, you know. According to the court, he will find out guilty. So what can you do then? All right? What What can you do? Uh, you can go through a retrial and hope that, you know what I'm saying, the outcome is different. And maybe you can re, you know, re, uh approach it later on. But as of right now, there's nothing they even really do. And they would have set themselves up for a lawsuit. And we all know that the NFL don't like lawsuits. You know, as much as we get mad and get outraged by it, we know what the deal is. Y'all know what the real deal Holyfield is, folks. You know. We know that the NFL cares about money. The most important thing to them is money. They can talk about the fans and how much they love the fans, but they love the fans coming out with their money. So they ain't trying to. They're not trying, uh, you know, to lose that. TJ Roby is having a good camp. Also, Justin Evans could turn out to be uh, one of the best all season additions to the team. Along with him and PJ, the Saints have four capable starters. Well, that's good to hear. You know, I mean, Bradley Roby has always been pretty good. And I think that, you know, as he starts to uh, learn the same system, I mean, this would be, you know, going uh, – well, it would be second second uh, full season. Uh, he came in, like, towards the end. Uh, but it, it, the thing is, uh, as you start to develop and learn a system, you start to get a little better. He has always been a solid cornerback. And uh, also with Justin Evans. Uh, Justin Evans uh, is one of those guys who was pretty good, but he always just dealt with injuries. And uh, he he took some time off. He came back and uh, he's pretty solid. And then, of course, P.J. Williams uh, has emerged and found his calling uh, as a uh, as one of those, uh, you know, safeties. Right. You know, cornerback, he wasn't as good. Um, It was borderline terrible watching this. Uh, But at the same time, uh, he has turned out to be a pretty doggone good uh, safety. So uh, it's good that he was able to resurrect his career. And that's another thing. That's another reason. Right. Uh, We look at the career of P.J. Williams. I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm not just going to place the blame on other people. But we was ready to get this dude up out of here. I had a joke uh, here on the State of the Saints podcast. I was like, he must know where Sean Payton and the coaching staff uh, buried the bodies. He must got some incriminating uh, photos or something of them while he keep being around. But he definitely uh, has turned out uh, to be a really good uh, member of that secondary. So sometimes, you know, it takes some guys some time and uh, we have to be a little bit patient. Uh, tj did you see eli apple getting burnt by chase uh yes i did um i mean to, to his defense i mean there's not many uh cornerbacks that can keep up with jamar chase but look man i think that everybody uh you know has their reservation about eli apple um me personally uh i think there's a place for him in the national football league but i don't think he's a top corner you know do I think that he'll always be in a league? Yeah, it will always a find a place for him. He's not the worst cornerback I've ever seen, but he's definitely not the best. And uh, he definitely don't need to be a part of the starting uh, rotation as far as, like, number one corner on one side, Eli Apple on the other. No, nah, you know, but I do feel like there's a place for him. But going up against Jamar Chase, I mean, that's a lose battle. I mean, this is the same guy uh, who put the boots and uh, arguably the best cornerback in football and uh, jailing ramsey in the super bowl so um to his defense i mean he was going up against a really good wide receiver but yeah um he's not very good when it comes to like the pecking order where you want your cornerbacks to be mystical dealing with some demons for him and victims involved yeah man i mean look uh mystical uh served some time for the same uh issue i'm not gonna really go into it i'm pretty sure uh some of you probably already read it Um, but it's, uh, it's unfortunate, man. Um, it's unfortunate, uh, for the person, uh, that it happened to. It's unfortunate for, uh, for mystical, you know, when, when guys get out of jail, uh, you want them to be able to be upstanding citizens, uh, be able to, uh, be able to go back to society and find a place. Um, unfortunately sometimes, you know, guys, uh, get in that system, uh, and it's hard for them to shake it rather it be, you know not being able to get opportunities maybe life is not the way that it once was you know but at the same time uh you hope that guys uh can make a change um it's unfortunate that it happened uh man my my heart go out to the the that that is affected by it, the families uh but hopefully this guy can you know get some help you know the help that you know you need and also uh the victim you know that it happened to uh, can be able to get the help that they need it's unfortunate man so unfortunate every time you uh, hear about situations like this Uh we might trade Roby um, I mean it wouldn't surprise me you know you got all this depth you know all this depth I mean somebody is going to uh, benefit uh, from all this depth that the Saints have because you're not going to be able to keep all these guys now depth is important and it seems like Dennis Allen uh wants that he he wants uh to have depth right because um he says that this is a backup league that's that's what he said in the press conference it's a backup league and uh sometimes guys well it's not sometimes guys go down guys go down hurt injured miss weeks at a time and you expect for the other guys to come in and give you solid production now the guys are started for a reason the one that got hurt so you're not going to see the same type of production but you're hoping that you you can get a guy in there that can give you uh some solid play until that starter comes back and and having guys like this have these type of battles and having these guys fight it out you know that you're gonna have the right 53 on your team and uh, when guys go down you have another guy that can come in and give you that production that you're looking for but if he's innocent why any games well you gotta have something happen to him you know you, you look it's all about optics man i mean it's just it's about optics it's about what it looked like right um it, it's understandable because i mean look you went to court in the first place right that's the, that's the, honestly that's the reason why he's being suspended because the way that it looks uh you know in the eyes of the nfl and the eyes of the general public right you're you're a representative of the shield the national football league and then showing up in court as a starting quarterback uh, of the national football league of an organization, it's not a good look. So they have to do something, you know, it's like, you know, showing up to work, you know, late, right. You know, uh, uh, I mean, it's not in the same context, but what I'm saying is if you show up to work late, I mean, I'm pretty sure something is going to happen to you. You're not, you know, you constantly, you know what I'm saying? You show up late. Uh, the teammates are counting on you. Uh, management might get to you and say, man, look, um, you know, you late, you know you know the policy about being late we're gonna have to do this so i just think that it's about the reflection of what it looks like uh you have guys who uh ends up you know going to court uh you know because of the way that it looks the nfl suspends you because of that and look this is a high profile case i mean everybody's talking about this right Nine football reporters are talking about this right uh it represents uh something that's going on in, in society right now when it comes to sexual assault. It's a hot topic, it's a part of pop culture. It's not just about the NFL. Uh so you have those eyes on it. So something had to happen, you know. And I just think that this was uh the best alternative. And I- I'm saying this uh not the, to say that it's the best. I mean, as far as like this is good, but I'm just saying as far as um where they were as far as the case what the verdict was and um you know something that the nfl can do without really you know having some type of litigation against them so may honey badger williams evans and jt gray which i think we can replace gray with a starter or a second string guy and still be okay on special teams. look i just think that jt gray is the guy on special teams okay he is the uh fred mcafee uh of the uh of the special teams. I mean, he's all pro, he's a pro bowler. Uh he's a really good special teams guy. That is his place. Uh I think that they're looking for another gunner on the other side. Uh I think that's what the battle is. Uh, I think that Dennis Allen mentioned that too. Uh, so I think JT Gray is going to be that guy. Now, it could be one of those uh cases with Justin Hardy where he was a really good special teams guy. Uh, And he ended up going to the Jets because he wanted an opportunity to be a part of the starting rotation and prove that he what he can do, um, you know, as a as a corner uh, in the National Football League outside of being on special teams. Uh, JT Gray gets paid a nice bit of change uh, to be that ace uh, on on special teams. So I expect for the Saints to have him over there. Now, it does not mean that JT Gray can't fill in. Uh, We've seen in some uh, games where he actually uh, was a part of that rotation when guys went down. Uh, But, you know, I expect JT Gray to be a part of that special team. I think that is really up to uh, guys like P.J. Williams, uh, guys like Tyron Matthew, guys like Marcus May uh, to uh, solidify themselves. You can even throw Alante Taylor in there, who I feel like is probably going to be playing a little bit of nickel, a little bit of safety as well. So I think those guys are going to be the ones that we're looking at when it comes to JT Gray. I think the Saints love him and respect him and what he can do on special teams. So. Um, it's not an indication that he can't play uh in the rotation, but I just think that the New Orleans Saints like him. Uh, he's a really good on special teams. I mean, he's all pro because of it, and you want to keep that guy on that side. Uh, Hoodie Jew, thank you very much for 499 Says who that TJ uh 200 watching and only hundred likes. Smash that like button and let's uh send some super chats. Let's start it here. Hoodie Jew, thank you very much for the 499. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Look, if you like the show. If you like the content, if you like, uh, you know, what we're doing here, I just ask that you hit the like button. I, I would really appreciate that. And uh, shouts out to the 205 people watching this live right now. I, I appreciate that. Rather, you're just getting home from work or you're driving in your car, you're listening wherever you are right now. I, I appreciate it because you choo- could have chose any other uh, New Orleans Saints outlet to to be listening to right now. So just thank you humbly. Uh, thank you very much for uh, choosing the state of the Saints podcast uh pj took out chris godwin and changed tampa's momentum uh, lol um look um look i i understand um look i don't wish injury on anybody i don't like it i know some people are like we talking about ryan jensen um you know him being hurt and some people are like man f ryan jensen and all that kind of stuff look i understand that when you have rivals uh there's a lot of emotion behind it but as for me um look I ain't trying to wish no injury on nobody right I I don't care how good a guy is I don't care if he's affecting uh you know the outcome of the team like I, I look at like Steve Smith back in the day like if you're a Saints fan you hated that dude right um but he was so good you know what I'm saying he was so talented like but I ain't never like thought like man I hope the Saints like knock him out of the game like man come on man like Don't let the emotions get the best of you like that. Um, Chris Godwin being hurt was unfortunate. Um, Do I feel like it was Bush League? Um, No. You know, I don't think that it was Bush League. Uh, But I understand why Tampa would feel the same way that they did because we as Saints fans felt the same way when it came to Devin White. I know I did. I was very expressive about that. And I also believe that. Look, I believe that. I believe that Devin White took out Jameis Winston. Look, the way that the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were playing, the Saints would have blew out Tampa with Jameis. Tampa was playing man coverage. They were playing the Saints as if Drew Brees was there, and they weren't accounting for Jameis Winston running out of the pocket because, you know what I'm saying, they were playing man coverage. The cornerbacks and safety were running down the field, and it opened up the opportunity for Jameis. So Jameis was getting like five, seven, ten yards a clip at, at a time, and they didn't have any answer for it. And the Saints had all the momentum in the world because Saints fans were there and they were excited and they wanted to take down Tampa. So uh, I do feel like uh, he had an opportunity uh, to probably wrap up uh, Jameis in a different way. Uh, He horse-cowled them, pulled them back, and, and, you know, saying, took them out the game. I don't know if a discussion was had, but I'm smart enough to know. Uh, I've I've been in situations in locker rooms where guys know, uh, you know, how good guys are and they might be saying some things like, you know, man, shoot, I'm I'm gonna knock his block off today. You know, it happens. But I don't wish injury on anybody. I don't. I don't wish injury on anybody. I hope Chris godwin makes a speedy recovery because he's a talented guy and he's a guy that needs to get paid, right? He's been giving Tampa a lot of production. And I want to see this man make as much money as he possibly can to be able to give his family generational wealth. And I don't care if he does play for the Buccaneers, he's a talented guy. Uh the same job is to neutralize him when they play uh he is a difference maker when he's on the field but i don't wish injury on anybody but i'm smart enough to know that guys do uh go out there and um you know sometimes things happen sometimes they intentionally happen and sometimes they just freak accidents happen these players uh rep affect uh, the team bottom line bad behavior costs teams money uh that's true i mean it, it is what it is um let me get a little Gatorade but uh yeah seriously uh your reputation um as a player you don't really just represent uh yourself you represent the organization um I work for wlgi out here in uh, Myrtle Beach right um every every two years I have to sign a contract right it's, it's a contract clause it's a you know what I'm saying it's a clause that you sign because uh you don't just represent yourself like when you're out and about, Uh, the way that i'm on social media that represents wlgi right and if i'm out here being disrespectful i can lose my job right that's just the way it is um some people that that uh teach at certain schools like private schools catholic schools they sign moral clauses right Uh, there are certain uh, things that that you have to uphold to or adhere to rather um when you have those jobs when you're an nfl player you represent the organization not just yourself so if you go out here, get into a fight at a club or you uh, disrespect a woman or, you know, what I'm saying you end up uh, trying to whoop a woman on a beach. You know, um, you know, you're a representative of the organization and. You're supposed to represent that to the fullest, and if you do not, then it's well within organizations rights to suspend you, uh, to cut you, uh, to fine you. I mean, it, it is up to them. Anthony, uh, who you talking to? I'm not sure about that. Uh, For tarnishing the NFL's name. You see, man, Hardy was a dog. He went to my barbershop. Yeah, man, Justin Hardy. I've always heard positive things about him. Uh, He's also an entrepreneur, opened up, you know, came a franchise owner. So, shouts out to the brother. Smart people know we are Super Bowl caliber. And that's all that matters, Mike. That's all that matters, man. Uh, most people aren't smart. Uh, just let them talk, man. Uh, let let the Saints game do the talking. Uh, you can also listen to it on Anchor FM. Yeah, you can listen to uh, the State of the Saints on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're about, We're on every um, every major uh, streaming platform. Uh, I'm watching over here on Facebook. Yeah, we're also available on Facebook. We got the. We got the new page up and running. Uh, We got about 1,600 people uh, following the page now. So, um, you know, back in the day, a couple months back, uh, we had to start all over again on that page. Uh, We went from having about 20,000 subscribers uh, to unfortunately, uh, you know, losing that page because somebody hacked into it. Uh, it It's very unfortunate, Uh, but we're back at it. We're still creating content over there on that channel and we're giving you all like information uh, as it comes along. Uh, shouts out to all the moderators uh removing the spam uh from the from the comments i thank y'all for that uh i love steve smith when he wasn't playing for the saints godwin was karma (laughs) i think some people like felt that way but unfortunately um you know it's unfortunate he got hurt i go trigger mode asap these trolls know i don't play Mm. let's see uh according to bobby e all right, but let me let me go ahead and uh, mention this. Um I know that there's um I know there's people out there that probably want to talk about this today. This probably was one of the uh I won't call it the highlights, but it was what everybody was talking about. It was uh left tackle Trevor Penny. Uh Trevor Penny uh got into a little sc- uh, scrum uh with defensive end second year player Peyton Turner uh at camp. Uh we know that Trevor Penny has a reputation of uh playing <laughs> to the whistle blows i'll just leave it at that uh they got into it um but you know he was asked this question i'm talking trevor pennant after practice about uh the way that he approaches the game and uh you know his little scrum uh with peyton turner just what he said Uh, i mean i didn't say anything (laughs) i just i mean it's it's football we're competing i mean it's it's a tough game for tough people you got to be able to take that um i mean there's no bad blood between us i mean we're just competitors competing that's just how I've always played the game and that's just how it, it's meant to be played to me, so um, yeah. How
1: many uh, practice fights have you
0: got? In my career? Um, I mean, not real fights, I would say. I mean, scuffles, for sure. Like, kind of what happened today. I mean, it's nothing, like, I'm not going I'm not going out to start a fight or anything, but if, you know, things happen. It's, it's a competitive game and people are competing to, you know, make the team play. I mean, we're trying to all get better. We're trying to to make a Super Bowl, so we're trying to get better uh, every day, yeah, as you can see, man, I mean, look Trevor Pennon ain't trying to change for nobody, and I have absolutely no problem with that uh I've seen comments about uh Trevor Pennon and they're saying things like, oh man, you know, I can see him getting a bunch of flags oh i I can see him uh getting into fights um, only thing I'm gonna say about this is uh if you fall into this category, then I'm talking about you. It's extremely hypocritical of the who nation i'm gonna say that again it's extremely hypocritical of the who nation because for years we have been talking about this offensive line not being aggressive enough we we look to guys like andrews pete uh we look to guys like caesar Ease, and we talk about these guys not being wired the way that we want offensive linemen to be wired we want them to go back to the days of the bush rides of the jonathan goodwin right uh, of the Jari Evans's right we, we want them to go back to those days the Zach Street. so shouts out to Zach we want them to go back to those times and then we turn around and have an issue or a problem with the way that Trevor Penning plays the game look you want some of the most nasty some of the most physical some of the most doggish guys playing on your offensive line because look anybody that has an issue with that then I would have to second guess your knowledge of the game look it just comes with it and i like the fact that he's unapologetic he doesn't care he doesn't care what you think about him doesn't care what i think about him he is who he is he's a football player through and through uh he's he's a guy that's not afraid to get nasty he's a guy that's not afraid to get physical and and when you have those type of guys on your team then you know that it's going to translate to the field no matter who he goes up against he's going to go out there and give you his all His job is very, very important and one of the most important jobs in the NFL. His job is to protect Jameis Winston or the starting quarterback, whoever that may be, as long as he's a member of the New Orleans Saints. That's his job. And him approaching it, the way that he's approaching it, I have absolutely no problem with that. I hear people talking about he need to peel it back a little bit. I don't think so. I hear people talking about he need to kind of, you know, tweak a few things which I agree with but it never should have anything to do with his personality he's exactly what I feel like the Saints need on the offensive line and when you got guys like Doug Marone uh, coaching that offensive line uh, to me I think that that whole entire offensive line is probably going to end up having that personality look I don't want a nice guy on my offensive line I don't want a guy helping the other guy up I don't want a guy that's going to be timid and shy and afraid and reserved Look, that, that's not the personality you want on an offensive lineman. You want a guy that's nasty, that's afraid, that's not afraid to be physical. And, you know, you ain't trying to look for a guy that's just out there, you know, just trying to skip and lollygag and pussyfoot around. And if, you, if you're if you looking for that, then um, once again, uh, I question uh, his knowledge of the game because I've never seen or never wanted uh, an offensive lineman uh, around me um, or a part of a team that I like. Uh, that was reserved or nice, or friendly, like that. That ain't who he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a nasty, supposed to be a nasty individual, and that's what you get with Trevor pennant So I I like his personality, and hopefully, some of that uh (laughs) can uh, rub off on some of these other guys that we question on the offensive line. (laughs) TJ, how do you watch the full Saints games in South Carolina? Um, I watch it because uh, you know, I got red zone, um, you know, and I get to watch like all all the different games, you know i also be able to uh, watch it because, um, you know, direct TV. You know, I got that uh, Sunday ticket and as well as, you know, you get opportunity with the Red Zone as well. So I just purchase that every year. Uh, facts, I'm always catching the replay on Spotify. I appreciate that, Damien. Thank you, man. Uh, I hate listening to the crowd, but please tell me Tyron's going to be uh, good. I'm hearing he about to wrap it up. Well, if he does, man, it's, it's his decision to make. Um, I hope that the brother find uh, peace, whatever he's going through in his life. And, you know, whatever he decides to do, me as a, you know, as a supporter of this team and a guy that understands family is important. Uh, I hope he does whatever is best for him, no matter what decision he decides to make. Uh, Tom Brady uh, hacked your Facebook page. <laughs> uh, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no problem, TJ. Yeah, Jerry, thank you, man. Thank you for holding down the uh, the chat also all the moderators i'm new to the channel uh what's your name uh my name is tj jones and i am the host of the state of the saints podcast um started the state of the saints podcast back in october 2018 um right after the saints played the tampa bay buccaneers ryan Fitzpatrick went up uh, went off over 400 yards uh in a superdome um the state of the saints podcast was born uh so state of the saints podcast we've been fortunate enough to interview like some of the biggest and brightest names uh, in sports media, as well as former players. Uh, I've had uh, almost every offensive lineman uh, that was a part of that Super Bowl team for the exception of Jonathan Goodwin uh, on the show. Um, I've had like reporters, guys like uh, J.D., John DeShazer, uh, my guy, Brian McFadden, uh, Steve Weiss, uh, Jim Trotter. Uh, the list goes on and on, man. We worked extremely hard uh, to create content here on the State of Saints podcast. Uh, we're independent over here. You know what I'm saying? we We built this thing from the ground up. And we're extremely proud of it. Uh, I ask if you enjoy the content or maybe go back. uh, And if you like some of the things that you see and you enjoy what you're hearing, uh, then go ahead and hit that subscription button. Hopefully it won't be your last time. But, Anthony, uh, rather uh, it it is or not, thank you for being here. And um, I appreciate it. Um, Let's uh, go back up. I think I seen something that I wanted to acknowledge. Uh, it has something to do with. It has something to do with Bobby Abel. Uh, it says uh, take uh, Abel hate on Winston with a grain of salt. He never had anything good to say about Winston, even when he was playing lights out last year. Um, you know, I've been hearing a lot of things about this. Um, you know about uh, you know Bobby Abel not liking Jameis Winston. I, I don't believe that. Um, I just think that sometimes when you're a quarterback or you played the position. Uh, you just go by what you actually see. And um, I, I don't think that he has a problem with Jameis. It just seems like to me, like he likes the way that Andy Dalton plays. Like he likes the way that Andy Dalton uh, throws the football. I don't think that he uh, doesn't mean that he just doesn't like Jameis. Uh, I've asked him this before. He he said he doesn't have a problem with Jameis. He said, but in reality, like, fans want uh, guys to be like super nice and and give them what they want to hear. Uh, but he said he respect james winston a lot so shouts out to bobby uh, who has been on this show a couple times but you know look i, I like bobby but i don't think it, it even matters right what, what matters is what james can bring to the table can this guy lead this team to where we want them to be which is the Super Bowl? look uh, look we we care about what bobby says because bobby is a saint's legend uh, some of us had the privilege of watching bobby abell play Some people feel like Bobby Bear is like maybe the second best New Orleans Saints quarterback of all time. Um, And I understand that uh, as a Saints fan, uh, you want a former Saint uh, to be full supportive of the things that you support. But I mean, it's his opinion. Um, He has a right to say whatever he has to say. Uh, He he has a right to feel whatever he feels. and, And it doesn't matter if you feel like Jameis Winston. Uh, is a really good quarterback that's all that matters if you feel like Jameis Winston can lead this team that's all that matters because here's the reality um unless something happens to Jameis he is the quarterback so what Bobby is saying about uh you know Andy Dalton is pretty much irrelevant until you know something was to happen you know with Jameis so Jameis is the guy and once again I know that society today we want people to believe and feel and understand the way that we do but that's just not the world that we live in. We don't live in a world where guys are just going to say and believe everything you do. And it does not mean it's an indication of you not liking a person. You know, I think we need to get away from that sometimes. I just think that when we feel like people don't feel the way that we do about a certain situation or a certain thing, uh, we we all of a sudden jump to conclusions and say, Oh, they a hater or we don't like it, but it has absolutely nothing to do with that. You know, I remember when I was a, uh, critical of drew Brees, uh you know his performances earlier in the season the year before he retired and uh, people was getting mad at me and they were saying i ain't like drew i ain't never had nothing positive to say about drew uh it's because i didn't fit into that narrative Uh, i refuse and you should refuse uh to just go with the flow uh to be a part of the crowd uh i don't feel like um you know it, it means that you're any less of a fan because you may have a difference of opinion than anybody else Uh, And everybody's not going to feel the same way that you do. Bobby feels like uh, Andy Dalton throws the ball a little bit better and uh, he's well within his right to believe it. And just like it's well within your rights to believe that Jameis Winston uh, has all the tools to be a successful quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I just think that we try to look for the black or the white. We we don't never realize that there's a gray area. Um, There's going to be things that you may uh, say that some other people may not agree with and you both may be Saints fans but at the end of the day once again you're both Saints fans so that that's my opinion on that uh what up who that nation uh TJ don't understand why everyone is doubting us and giving us no chance at all to win a division nor make the playoffs uh all Jameis did last year is show the NFL he's elite well tony uh look the NFL can believe whatever they want to believe uh it's up to us once again uh, to feel the way that we feel and support this team. Um, I'm not expecting for the NFL uh, to wave the pom poms of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they have never really waved the pom poms of the New Orleans Saints. That includes when they had Drew. So you're not, you know, they're not going to do that because now they don't have Drew and they don't have Sean. Uh, it matters what we think about this team. If you support this team, if you love this team, if you like what you're seeing, you like the moves that they made you like some of the adjustments they made and some of the positions that needed to be tweaked, that's all that matters. Uh, what the Saints need to do is to go out there and perform. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what ESPN has to say. doesn't matter what Fox has to say. doesn't matter what Yahoo Sports or uh, NBC or Pro Sports talk. doesn't matter what any of those guys say. What matters is what happens between those lines. Can the Saints win more games than they lose? And can the Saints be able to bring momentum into the postseason and possibly go all the way. That's all that matters. Uh, I think that we spend too much time looking for validation for people that don't matter, that people that's not going to care like we care, right? When you got guys sitting behind the desk and you're doing prep, these people are caring about the bottom line. They care about ratings. They care about entertainment aspect. They care about what's going to draw money. That's what it's all about. See, we look at things like black and white once again, but we don't look at the gray area. Why you think for years? we've been hearing some of the biggest uh, sports shows lead off with teams that aren't really that good. Why you think they lead off with teams that, you know, like the Cowboys, like the Packers, uh, like the, like the Giants, NFC East teams, right? They do that because they feel like that brings in the most revenue. They're always going to talk about those teams more, right? Because that's the way that they're structured. That's the way the system is structured, right? So, If you're looking for national media attention, you're looking for validation from them. Nine times out of 10, you're not going to find it. And it's going to be almost like trying to find words in a dictionary, right? Just going to pull it back and you have to search for it, right? Every now and then you have a Bart Scott repping the team or saying something that's supportive. Every now and then you might see Dan Oblowski say something or a guy like B-Mac, you know, every now and then, right? You got to kind of scrub the internet to try to find or uh, search the internet rather to find what you're looking for. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because that's why you have platforms like this one. It's why you have guys on the ground like Ross Jackson, uh, guys on the ground like Nick Underhill, uh, J- J.D., John DeShazer, Hoodie Joop, uh, you know, so, so many other guys. Big Q. I mean, who work tirelessly to give you all great Saints content. You know, I, I like to uh, put myself in that category as well. Uh, Shouts out to Deuce Winham as well. People are working really hard to give you all uh, the information that you need in order for you to feel comfortable about your team so my my suggestion to everybody out there that may have these feelings is to just kind of just sit back and, and have an appreciation for those out here that are really working hard to give you what you need and not people that rely on interns right uh to give the information to burn the midnight all they the intern from michigan they intern from northwestern the intern from connecticut who are just trying to find their way into the ranks of uh national media of broadcasting right uh who burn a midnight oil to give these guys information for them to sound smart and if you ask them anything outside of the station rather out and about they couldn't give you an answer and no disrespect to them you got guys out here that do work hard uh they they're they very knowledgeable of the game uh, i've had the pl- privilege of having some of those guys on the show uh but i just think that we spend way too much time uh caring about individuals opinions uh that don't really care that much about our team and uh, just kind of just want to approach uh, ne- uh, sports media uh, as a form of entertainment uh, to line their pockets and also line the pockets of the companies that they work for. Uh, so hopefully, I answer that question for you. I'm gonna take a few more, and then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Thank y'all so much. Uh, does Streets uh, coach the offensive lineman? Uh, yes, he does. Uh, he's one of the coaching uh, coaches for the offensive line. He's going into his second season. Uh, we all know that he stepped down uh, from being a broadcaster. Uh, right after his career ended, uh, he took that uh, and he gave that to Mike Hoss, uh, legendary sportscaster in New Orleans, who's doing a really good job there. And I know he looks at that as a dream job, uh, you know, a guy that uh, mentored, mentor uh, mentor was uh, the, the great Jim Henderson, uh, who called Saints games for years. Uh, but, yeah, Zach Streif uh, is a part of the coaching staff, and he's really doing a really good job with those guys. And uh, um, he loves to coach. Uh, he, he loves to coach. He's, he's passionate about it. Uh, you can tell. Uh, the way that he talks, you can tell the way that he approaches uh, his job. And um, I got so much respect for Zach Streep. Uh, so shouts out to him. And uh, I know he's going to be I- I- extremely uh, successful uh, at his job. Uh, Saints need pennons and in- energy. Brandon, I-, I absolutely 100% agree with you. Uh, you want guys like this on your team. Uh, I-, I don't need uh, a bunch of nice guys. Now, I-, I expect for these guys to handle themselves like almost like a demario davis right i mean great philanthropist uh doing real big things in the community uh but when he gets between those lines i mean something snaps and he's one of the best linebackers in football that's that's what you need right you want guys with that type of personality you want some dogs on the field uh but you also want some guys that's out there that's doing some really good things but you don't want nice guys on the field nice guys off the field right that's not going to get you anywhere Thank you so much for taking time to answer my question. Uh, No problem, Anthony, man. Thank you for being here once again. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank Ryan Fitzpatrick for helping starting this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, man, uh, that's somebody I I might end up like reaching out to to try to be uh, on the show, like uh, just to have him on the show. I know he never played for the Saints, but uh, definitely would like to interview him and talk to him about uh, the NFL. Uh, Just, you know, just to show my appreciation because, I mean, if. He didn't play as well as he did I don't know uh, I don't know if I would have ended up doing this show of uh, being uh one of the top podcasters when it comes to covering the Saints uh, he's very influential in me uh deciding to do this uh he preferred uh anybody but James no matter what he says uh, look, uh <laughs> I, look I look I'm not here to change anybody's mind y'all know how I do it um I I give you all my opinion about the situation. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. Uh, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. You're, you're entitled to feel any way you want to. Uh, i just rather think that, um, you know, a guy that played the position, I think he just goes by what he sees. I mean, Bobby has always been outspoken. That's just kind of one of the main reasons why we love him so much, you know, and, and what he does. Uh, we we look. Uh, I don't know so many people. I don't know, you know, but a lot of, you know what I'm saying, but quite a few people uh, respect his opinion, uh, respect his career as a Saints quarterback, um, and also just respect his opinion about some of the things that he says about the team you know when the Saints not giving their best uh we we kind of just hover around our radios or hover around our phones or put our earpieces in to hear what Bobby has to say about uh the ineptitude of that team uh of a Saints team that particular week so uh, sometimes you know guys are going to tell us exactly what we want to hear and then sometimes guys are going to tell us things that we don't want to hear uh but uh it's up to us you know feel a, any way that we want to feel you know but I don't know I just think that he's doing his job uh most quarterbacks love quarterbacks who play the game like them yeah that's true you know uh that, that's true you know it could have something to do with it could have something to do with uh the way that he's he's talking about it or the way that he sees it but i mean it's just it's it's his opinion just like we all have ours uh he was saying the same about j dub against Hill last year. Uh, how that turned out? Um, I don't know what we're talking about here. Well, um, look, if you've been following me, you know that I never looked at Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. I like Taysom, uh, but I, I always say, like, you probably can win a few games, but he's not a game-to-game-to-game quarterback, right? If you need somebody to come in and, you know, back up, you can probably have an offense scheme around him in order to win a game. But he's not gonna be that quarterback that just leads you week after week and give you win after win. I just don't, I just don't agree with that. Facts TJ, I agree 100%. Laughing my behind off, you know, you big. Uh, when them by show up, <laughs> um, yeah, man, look, I'm blessed, I'm blessed to do this show. Uh, I'm blessed to have so many people that 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 listen, uh, that respect what we do over here, and I say we because, um. Look, you'll never really hear me say the word I. You know, there, there's so many people that's instrumental in helping this show be what it is. Rather than sharing, liking, uh constantly being here, uh, you know, constantly uh putting comments and questions. Like we built this show brick one brick by brick, one brick at a time. And um I'm I'm very happy at the direction the show is going, you know. So I'm privileged, you know, to do this show every single day that I, I do it and uh, going into the fifth season, you know, I never thought in a million years when I started this, like I would be uh, talking to you all, and we'll be close to ten thousand subscribers. Like that—that's unbelievable. Like I—I I I wouldn't have thought about that, you know. Especially like you know, a guy who, you know, I don't have a bunch of, I, I don't have a bunch of like guys who, you know, uh, organizations like helping me out or uh, businesses, you know, what I'm saying, kind of helping me build things. Like I. You know, I had this idea, um, and uh, you know, we built this thing independently. That, that's what we did, independently. Like, and I take a lot of pride in that. Uh, a lot of people can't say that. You know, that they started from the ground up and um, didn't really get any like corporate like backing in the process. Everything that we've earned here on the State of Saints podcast was from hard work, dedication, and great content. Back to black and gold. Uh, like I said before, trigger mode. <laughs> uh 100% OG uh JT I'm loving uh your life uh podcast uh look I, I appreciate that I appreciate that man thank you thank you for uh checking out the content take a lot of pride in the therapy cause podcast take a lot of pride in the state of saints podcast uh Jameis hasn't played with our best receivers yet and I think that's something that people need to take into account too Terry uh this guy was out here putting up some decent numbers and I, I want to say who was that? Nick Nick Wright was talking about his average at 160 some yards a game and 20 attempts. But I mean, look who he was throwing to. Right? He he never like took that into consideration. Now I could be I could be wrong about that, right? You know, I could be wrong. I could be, you know, out of line, you know when it comes to that. I'm sorry, man, I ordered some um groceries online. I'm just trying to make sure that they they got delivered. I apologize for that. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, Um, he was out there, you know, throwing to guys that were undrafted, uh, unproven, and uh, he still made it work. So imagine what he can do with some guys that's talented. And uh, I think that the Saints are going to approach it kind of similar to what they did last year. I don't think that he's going to be throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Uh, Most of the time, once again, I've said this before, uh, that when you have defensive, uh, former defensive coordinators, uh being head coaches they like to run the football so i think that you're going to see a balanced attack by the saints uh andy dalton is not a red rocket he's more like a damn rocking chair Uh, look i'm (laughs) i'm not going i'm not going to disrespect andy dalton because i like Jameis. look if something was to happen to Jameis, i knock on wood when i say this look we want uh andy dalton to come in and be productive and it's not like Andy Dalton hasn't won in the league, all right? I, I understand, like, he never won a playoff game as a starting quarterback. But he did win a lot of games as a Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. And uh, he's talented, man. He, he's a talented quarterback. I'm not going to disrespect a red rifle like that because, you know, uh, what what uh, Bobby has said or what people feel. Look, I do feel like Jameis, as far as the upside, the ability, the skill set, I feel like Jameis is a better quarterback. Uh, but that doesn't mean that. You know, I don't think Andy Dalton is is a scrub. You know, I mean that doesn't mean I believe that Andy Dalton is a scrub. He is not. I I, li- I like both guys. Uh, I think that Andy Dalton, if something was to happen to James, he can come in and uh, give you solid play. Uh, and um, I, I like both of them. All right, I'm not going like I, I look. I, I see what this can turn into, and I, I don't want this to be that. All right, I don't want it to be the battle, just like we did with Taysom and, and James. I don't want this to be the battle of uh, Jameis and Andy because of Bobby Bear's opinion uh, once again we all have opinions it doesn't mean that our opinion is more correct than the other person's opinion um it just means that we all have one I like both guys I respect both guys and uh when whoever name or number is called I hope they rise to the occasion and be the quarterback that we need them to be to lead this team uh people really need to chill though like I said earlier Jameis is essentially working with all new receivers, this is the best time to get these mistakes out of the way. Look, I'm not concerned about the mistakes. I said this at the top of the show, uh, back to black and gold. Uh, anybody that feels this way, like they're looking and they're approaching uh, what they're seeing the wrong way, uh, this defense is uh, the catalyst of this team. They are the ones that's leading this team. So whenever the defense, the, excuse me, whenever the offense gets on board, then that means that the offense is going to be really good going up against other defenses because there are not many defenses out there that are better than the New Orleans Saints. So when you see guys like picking the ball off on defense, that's an indication of how good this defense is. And when guys start to make plays down the field, then that's an indication of what the offense is turning into. So looking at every single bit of footage or clips that people put out and judging uh, based on that, I feel like you're going about it the wrong way because guess what? Neither one of these sides of the ball are playing each other on Sunday, right? They're going up against other teams. So if the offense steps up and they play well, then guess what? Then that means that the defense has sharpened them to that particular point. So let's approach it in that way instead of looking at, oh man, the offense sucks. No, the offense doesn't suck. It just means that they need to get on a level of the defense. And once again, there are not many defenses out there that are better than the New Orleans Saints defense is. So they're, they're going up against probably the best defense they're going to see all season. Now, you probably got teams out there, you know, like the Rams that they're going to play, the Baltimore Ravens, of course, that are that are known for great defenses. But at the same time, there are very few defenses out there that can go uh, toe-to-toe as far as uh, talent-wise with the New Orleans Saints. So anybody that's out here, like, critiquing that, then I say that you're going about it the the wrong way. Because when that offense starts to click, that just means that – they. The rest of the NFL needs to watch out. The reason uh, they don't give us a chance because Jameis and Michael Thomas are coming off injury, haven't got it yet in a real game since last year. Well, that can always be a question mark, but uh, shouts out to uh, Dr. Jesse Morris uh came on the show, uh, talked about it. You know, the ACL technology has uh, become so uh, advanced, right? Uh, the fact that Michael Thomas, uh, you know, took – Uh, as much time as he did to get his ankle right uh, watching him cut and make plays um i think it's a good thing you know it's always like oh what will happen you know but um once again i just think that they're just about storylines uh i think that the knowledge that these uh, sports media people have uh, i think they understand the advancement of the acl injuries and and the practices that have taken place in order to uh make these um uh make these ACL injuries uh be as if it's just as regular as a as a ankle sprain or something like that where guys can kind of you know get their get what they need and be able to come back. Uh it's it's so far advanced, you know, from the days where, you know, ACL was a, a death sentence, right? Uh they have come so far alone. So uh they're they're gonna always use that because I mean it's a compelling storyline, right? But uh looking at these guys, I have no problem. I have no no problem with um with what i'm seeing and i think that both guys are going to have really good seasons uh is on the whole mission this year uh this will not be a there will not be a better quarterback this year now i'm not i i, I can't speak that strongly but <laughs> but i do think that uh it's probably going to be one of his best statistical years um i think that uh he's probably going to play some of the best football he's played in his career um, you still got some guys out there, man. I, I don't want to disrespect, can't disrespect the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen's, uh, the Joe Burrows. Uh, but if if Jameis can put it all together, and uh, with the skill set that he has and the talent that he has around him, uh, it should be it, it shouldn't be no shock to anybody if he does end up being among uh, the conversation for the best. So um, I, I can't put him there just yet. I, I like you know I, I like the way he's going and how he's approaching the game. But there are so many damn talented quarterbacks out there that, that's ripping the league up right now. TJ, Adam Troutman is leading the team uh, in 11-on-11 11 11 with seven catches. He is shining in camp. And this kid, Adebo sheesh. Yeah, man, look, if Adam Troutman can live up to the expectations, then that would be a plus. Uh, the tight end position was a position that uh, we all had questions about. Uh, based on what we saw last year, it's not a lot of that you can uh, you know hang your hat on. Uh, but if Adam Troutman all the offseason, working with Travis Kelsey, working with some of the uh, top uh, tight ends in the game, if that helped him in any way uh, be able to take that extra step, uh, if he feels a little bit more comfortable uh, this year versus last year, then it's optimism uh, around uh, the Saints organization. It's optimism um, when it comes to uh, my feelings about him. Uh, I think that Adam Troutman is talented. He's a really good blocker. The pass catching was the issue. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this can translate what we're seeing right now. It translate, uh to the regular season because it's hard for me to, like, get excited about what I'm seeing in practice. I need to see it in real time versus competition, right, against guys that uh, don't have a dog in the fight. And that's not really concerned about, oh, man, I want to go ahead and hit him in the ribs. I not want to go ahead and hit him in the thigh, you know, because uh, he's my teammate. You know, let's, let's look and see what this guy can do uh, versus some other teams that, uh when other guys are making a team and they want to uh go out there and, and neutralize him. Let's see what he does then. And then I'll get excited. Yo, uh what's going on with Tyrant? Uh sorry I'm late uh if y'all already talked about it. Um and he's having a family issue. He's having a family issue and it's nothing we can really do about it, man. It's up it's up wait. You know? And uh just respect the guy's wishes and you know hope that everything turns out for him. You know not just for the Saints organization. Six so games is too much for a suspension, from my perspective. Well, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I, like I said, man, you know, no matter what the what the suspension would be, if we're talking about Watson, um, you know, it, nobody there would have been somebody that's not satisfied. Comeback player, Jameis Winston could be, could be. Let Zach Bond rush the passer. Look, I, I, look way things are going right now Line, i'll be shocked if zach Bourne even make the team based on what what people are doing uh in camp uh, when i'm talking about the linebacker position man he might be hard for him to make the team he might end up having to be on special team you know and make a make a career over there because i see other guys stepping up and i, I hear his name less and less uh go to hell we'll try uh to screw us uh the most he can I don't know if we're talking about Goodell or not. TJ Mike the T, they said, Andy Dalton, it's uh, playing better than Jameis. I mean, like I said, it's, they're entitled to their opinion, man. Like, I, I look, that that's that's their opinion. Just like we feel like it's blasphemous that they say that it, is our opinion. Um, that's, that's the beauty of talking sports, right? There's some things that people may say, maybe mind blowing us, right? Mind boggling. Then there's some things, we might nod our head and approve. It's just the way that it goes. Uh, but I want to say thank you to everybody that checked out the State of the Saints podcast uh, live. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that's listening right now. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, be sure, 198 people right now. If you have not already, hit that like button. If you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. We're also available on facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, Thank you all so much. And also you can follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8. That's TJAYJones8. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that?